Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, y'all. Welcome back for another week of Category Is. It is season four, episode four. And shout out to all of my eagle-eyed listeners. Uh, That actually does not make sense (laughs) now that I said it out loud. Um, Because you do not uh, see with your ears. So, um... What's another animal that that listens well? Uh, I don't know, but y'all know what I mean. Shout out to my perspicacious listeners who noticed the theme. And if you um, go back to the episode titles for all the episodes so far, each one will start with the letter, not the letter, my drink is hitting already, with the word uh, number four. you know, because it's the fourth season and I like a theme and it's kind of uh, like Issa Rae does on Insecure, like the entire uh, season. Each episode title has a specific word. So like one year it was Hella. Um, I think this season is OK. The first no one season was as fuck. And then one season was Hella and then like and then something else I can't remember, but that will be the theme of season four. So stay tuned. You know, it kind of I like the theme because it, it gives uh, some creativity, but then also kind of ties into um, to each episode. So like last week, I was talking about going home and you know growing up in the South and you know all of my formative years and things like that. So yeah, just stay tuned. I'm gonna, you know, have some good things in store for y'all for y'all this season. Let's just hop into what you're drinking for tonight. So in the spirit of December, I have a Cosmopolitan, (laughs) which is a take on the Cosmopolitan, you know, cranberry vodka drink um, with a little lime. So this one I wanted to do it has the cranberry, it has the lime, and I wanted to do like some cherry vodka uh, in it. So I love Grey Goose Cherry Noir, but if you don't know, they don't make it anymore, which complete devastation to the, to the nation because I could just drink that over some ice or with a little splash of lemon uh, or lemonade and it'd be really good. But anyway, much to my surprise, I go down to the liquor store and they do not have it. Um, check the website. And yeah, they say that they discontinued it in the U.S. So if you cannot find, you probably won't be able to find uh, Cherry Noir, uh, Grey Goose anywhere. But I use Three Olives, which is a, um, I mean, it's not as good a brand as as uh, Grey Goose. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So, <laughs> so I made it work for tonight. A little cranberry juice. You can use lime juice as well a little triple sec, and a lot of cherry vodka. Um, and it's really good. It's a, it's a different take on on a Cosmopolitan, which, um, you know, a shout out to the Sex and the City sequel, or revival, I should say. Um, and just, <laughs> just like that starts, I believe, on the 9th of December, so tomorrow. Uh, it comes out and, you know, I will just say this, Kim Cattrall, Samantha Jones, you know, you are a bad bitch because the only thing people are talking about is why she's not in the, in the revival. And I wonder like how they're gonna, 
write her out of the cast. Like all of the press and all of the um, news stories coming out this week are people saying, like Kristen Davis, who plays um, Charlotte York, um, who I think she got a new face or something because Mama's face does not look the same uh, that it did in Sex and the City. But, um, you know, um, so the main stories are, so Kristen Davis just came out saying that, you know, oh, we would never disrespect Samantha Jones's character or, or uh, Kim Cattrall in general. Um, you know, we love her character. They always, they're very specific about saying they love the character, not necessarily uh, Kim, but that's another story for another day. But, um, and then, you know, the whole back and forth with Sarah Jessica Parker and the drama surrounding um, Samantha not being in the show. And then I believe um, some other people just come out saying that, um, you know, just talking about Samantha not being in the show, the director or the producer, one of the executives was saying how um, allegedly Samantha's not dead. Because my my thing was, like I said, last, I think it was, it was last season, I said, you know, in the very first scene of the first episode, like, y'all have to be either at Samantha's funeral or mention that she's dead. Because otherwise, you have to spend the entire season explaining away why she's not there. And it can't be, you know, oh, she's in California or she's, you know, on this trip or she had a business meeting or you can even do like the voiceovers, like telephone, fake telephone calls and things like that. Um, because it is just too much of a noticeable absence because it was a foursome and now it's a, a threesome. It's kind of like when they kick them bitches out of destiny's child, <laughs> you kind of do have to do some explaining because people are going to ask the questions. And so, you know, if she's not dead, and then you just spend the season ignoring her presence or, oh, we had a big fight and, you know, now we're just not friends anymore. Like, girl, you got, y'all got to do more than that. So I'm interested to see how that works. I know it's all about, you know, transitioning from being, I believe they're in their 40s in the last movie. And now most of them are in their 50s. Samantha should be in her 60s um, by now. Um, they're embracing their gray hairs. They are, if you watch the clip, they had, they had a strong, like it was almost heavy handed with the diversity. Um, not a bad thing, but it was very noticeable to me. And so, you know, that was just one thing that, um, that kind of stood out. So yeah, we'll see how it, how it goes. I will give you a deep dive next week. Because one show that I did watch, um, I'm like in the process of binging it right now, is it's called Har- Harlem. Excuse me. <laughs> Another New York, you know, based show. It is kind of in the same formula as Sex and the City. So you have a girl group, friend group of four women. And I don't know, just the way I'm set up, I don't have a friend group. Y'all know that. Um, I have friends, but I'm more focused on like our individual friend group friend um relationship and we're not necessarily like a click because i just i don't know i think i interact with people differently and i get different things from different friends so we don't all have to be friends 
in order for me to be your friend. I think that's where a lot of the conflict and confusion um, a lot of times comes from. But um, it's called Harlem. It's on Amazon Prime and it stars Megan Good, who she ain't been in nothing in a minute. Um, so good to see her acting again. It has um, a bunch of kind of B and C list uh, actors. It has a low budget Lena Waithe who plays um, like the lesbian character, and it has um, what was her name? She was in Empire, but I forget her name there. I know her real name is like Grace, Grace something, and I think she actually married her co-star from Empire. So. I I guess her last name is, I don't know, but she's in it. Um, and then it has some cameos. Whoopi Goldberg is in it. Um, and um, Jasmine Guy with the, <laughs> given the most horrible Jamaican accent. It's a, <laughs> it's a Jafakan because it sounds horrible. Um, but yeah, they're in it. And it, you know, it surrounds this girl group. It does kind of have the narration. Um, similar to Carrie in Sex in the City, but Megan Good's character is like a professor. And so a lot of the voiceover, instead of writing articles like Carrie, it's she's giving lectures in class. And so, you know, the kind of theme of the of the episode kind of revolves around this lecture that she's given. You know, it does kind of have the stereotypical tropes that, you know, these shows kind of have. It has the romantically challenged <laughs> main character it has the promiscuous one it has the rich one and then um now they're introducing like the lesbian one everyone's from like a different background I'm trying to figure out like what the connection is um but i guess new york is one of those cities where you can just meet people you know on the subway or in the park or somewhere and you know you can be from a, a different background and you know kind of still mesh and get together but overall it's good i'm in episode i think i just finished episode seven um it's a 10 episode season on amazon prime like i said so check it out if you haven't already so moving into the categories for this week and looking at this list it really seems like it is 2019 like all the way over again because in the news again this week Tristan Thompson, who is the on-again, off-again boyfriend, baby daddy of Khloe Kardashian, back in the news. Apparently, he allegedly um, welcomed his third child by his third baby mama. Um, he impregnated a personal trainer from Texas. This all happened because if you watched the last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, Khloe was secretly um dating him again she initially said that they were just trying to have another baby um because she wanted uh her daughter to have another sibling and like i've said before y'all got to be specific in your prayers <laughs> because <laughs> she should have said she wanted her daughter to have another sibling from her but um this other woman <laughs> is giving is answering your prayer your prayers chloe because um Allegedly, while they were still together, Tristan met up with his personal trainer multiple times, um, flew out to, I guess, back and forth Texas to wherever he's playing at now. And um, she became pregnant. 
earlier this year, which was still around the time that he and Chloe were, you know, still dating. And Chloe is allegedly devastated. Like, girl, this is pro- what the t- fifth, sixth time, and you still getting devastated? Like, you need to just, I don't know, let that go, and you know, kind of just accept it for what it is. Like, it's not the first time. Um, if y'all still continue this, I'm guarantee you it won't be the last time. And um, is it fucked up? <laughs> I don't know. It reminds me of that uh, that song. You put your trust in a N-word. Stupid hoe, how you figure. He won't fuck your best friend and your sister. Well, he tried to fuck your sister's best friend. Um, shout out to Jordan Woods because she is the one who was actually winning in all of this. Like, they tried. Chloe especially tried to destroy that little girl. And Jordan's out here thriving in abundance. Limitless. Uh, after all of this, because, you know, that whole situation happened. Yeah, it was kind of fucked up, but they didn't need to go so hard as they did, especially Chloe. And I understand she was hurt publicly at the time, but, you know, it didn't call for all of that. And karma's a bitch because, you know, you made Jordan out to be, you know, such this evil person. And you should have directed that energy where it needed to go. And that was that Tristan Thompson. Like, girl, how many times are you going to let this man embarrass you down to the public? Like, once TMZ get it, girl, no, ma'am. So, again, um, I forget. I don't know this lady's name, but I read all the articles um, and saw all the screenshots. Like, whew. It's not looking good for Tristan. So he hasn't publicly said anything about it, but she is posting all the stories and all the screenshots of anything that he communicates with her. It came about because she actually um, petitioned the court for, you know, child support, custody. You know, she's trying to get a little coin um, out of it. She gave birth uh, sometime this week. Um, so, you know, when you're asking for child support, you have to. Uh, verify paternity through the courts, you know, get a DNA test, a little Maury Povich situation. And, um, you know, that was the route that she was going. Then she posted some more screenshots, um, basically saying that he offered her or he, well, he was, it was a text conversation between the two of them and he offered her $75,000, you know, I don't know if it was specifically, you know, hey, go get an abortion and I'll give you $75,000 or don't or if it was like, don't go to the court um, for child support, because he was saying, you know, um, he's planning to retire from the league. Child support is typically um, based on like the income you have coming in. So he's saying like on paper, he won't have any income coming in kind of the same way how Kris Jenner and Rob Kardashian gooped uh, Black China out of her child support (laughs) because Black China thought she was about to get paid off of um, tricking Rob into having that baby. But um, so, yeah, they what Kris did was she kind of moved all of Rob's assets um, over to her name. She bought like she on paper bought his his sock company. Uh, They reduced his appearances on the show because if you notice if you remember you get paid if you appear on camera 
so they moved all of his uh time on the show to being like through the phone so he would call them like on facetime or you know they would put him on speakerphone but he would never like physically appear on camera so on paper it looked like you know he wasn't making any money so black china wasn't entitled to any income that he was receiving because it looked like he had minimal or no income so tristan you know being around the kardashians as long as he has been kind of got hip to the game and so you know he's retiring from the league allegedly um so he won't have any income coming in so he's kind of telling this lady you know hey i'm not going to be making any money so you know if you think you're about to get paid off of this you're not because on paper you know i'll only have you know this little bit of coin coming in so you better off taking this seventy five thousand dollars which you know, over the course of 18 years, divide that by, you know, that's not a lot of money. So I'm thinking it was kind of a payout for her to have an abortion and just, you know, take the money and run, basically. Um, but, you know, she probably figures she's smarter than than he is. So, you know, she's trying to get this money real quick and then the rest of the story was that she put tristan thompson on the birth certificate and the kid has uh the thompson last name which you know doesn't really mean anything like you can put their last name as supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and you know that can be their legal name so that don't mean nothing but um you know mama said she's gonna have her day in court and see how it goes so another person who's having their day in court and this is the story that keeps on giving because again back in 2019 uh i believe it was like january i was like the top of the year um jesse smollett who was on empire at the time um crafted this amazing allegedly crafted this (laughs) unbelievable story that he was the victim of a hate crime he went out to get a tuna sub from subway in the middle of like a polar vortex and said that he got ambushed by some maga trump supporters uh that he got beat up and attacked and they put a noose around his neck doused him with bleach and all kind of crazy shit um i did not believe it at that time (laughs) i still not do not believe it now um but anyway he's back in the in the headlines because now he's on trial for these, I believe, six counts of um, some minor, they're kind of minor charges when you think about it, but, um, you know, he could still face a little bit of jail time um, because for like lying to police and things like that, crafting this whole story. So in the aftermath, it came out that he potentially, allegedly, probably um, paid these two Nigerian brothers uh, who were like personal trainers uh, to beat him up and like stage this 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 hate crime because he wanted to, you know, further his acting career and get you know bigger and better roles and kind of ride the publicity wave of like you know being a survivor and you know get some more coins, which the wrong way to do to go about doing that. But again, another story for another day. Some of the major talking points of the week were that he said that he actually was having a sexual relationship with one of the Nigerian brothers. Um, 
he detailed, you know, a few things that they had going on and like some drugs and going to bathhouses and, and things like that. Um, and as salacious as that headline was, um, I don't necessarily believe it because, you know, one of the main reasons Jesse is on trial is because his credibility is shot. Like everything that he claimed happened, you know, possibly didn't happen or didn't happen in the way he said it happened, you know, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but being realistic, nah, he made all that shit up. (laughs) And, you know, the facts have supported that uh, thus far. Um, Could he be telling the truth? Maybe some version of the truth. Um, But just the fact that, you know, you have these credibility issues you know, it leads people to not want to believe you. And, you know, that is just, you know, a part of life um, as well. It's a part of the situation that he has created for for himself. So I don't know who his lawyer is, but she was doing all kind of histrionics down to the courtroom. And <laughs> maybe he just need a better lawyer, but... You know, the way they be handing out law degrees these days, because I know people who got law degrees who, you know what, (laughs) never mind, I'm not even going to finish that statement. So I'm just going to move on to the next category, which another thing that I did watch um, this this weekend was the premiere of that show coming out Colton on Netflix. So if you remember... Oh, what, like sometime last year or earlier this year, I can't remember. But um, Colton Underwood, who was The Bachelor on one of them seasons, um, he was the Virgin Bachelor. And I remember because I was with um, talking with my ex, and he watches The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And we got, I just kind of always made fun of, about him because he, uh, because he liked that show. Well, you know, that's his thing. Let it go. And so um, the first time he's like, yeah, this guy, this guy is, you know, claiming he's a virgin and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, I think he's gay. And that just became like the running joke because, you know, he's an attractive man. He was in athletics, um, you know. So... So him being a virgin, just it just read gay to me. And then just kind of just watching the few clips that I did see of him. And I was like, yeah, girl, uh, <laughs> you gay. And that's fine, you know, but, you know, you don't need to be on The Bachelor trying to find a, a, a wife. Um, but, you know, we all go through our processes and our journeys at different speeds and in and, and different times. So you know, tense for him. He finally came out on a Good Morning America um, interview with Robin Roberts. And, you know, shortly after that, it was announced that he was actually filming an, a Netflix um, docuseries, which I think the timing of that was a bit suspect because it wasn't that you were coming out, you know, for the sake of coming out and living your truth. You're coming out for a coin, you know, and you're trying to make some money off of 
you know, a real life situation that, um, you know, a lot of, of gay people go through and not all of us have that, you know, white privilege or that, you know, to, to kind of make a, a good coin off of it, you know, as traumatic as an experience that can be for a lot of people, you know, we don't often have that uh, luxury of getting a Netflix docuseries um, out of it. So caught major, major backlash for that. And rightfully so, um, because it was also announced that um, Gus Kenworthy, who's a a Winter Olympic medalist, another white guy (laughs) of privilege, um, was going to be his gay guide or mentor or like whatever, however they worded it. Um, so he was, you know, trying to do damage control also, cause he was like, oh, well, you know, that's, I didn't sign up for all of that. Like I, I was trying to help a friend, um, out. And so it finally premiered last week and I wanted to give it a shot, like give it a chance and, you know, look at it, um, and being able to be able to speak about it from a place of like having actually watched it. Um, so I tune in to the first episode and in this episode, he's kind of going around to his different family members and coming out to them. Now I had a hard time believing that this was their first time hearing it Um, because their reactions were just not real or maybe they were real to, for them, but they just didn't seem authentic. Like he has, guacamole and margaritas with his mom and he wants to sit her down in front of the cameras and you know come out to her and she was just like oh wow that's great and then he talks to his um homegirl from from high school and she probably had the most honest reaction because you know your family is one thing i think your friend groups kind of you're a bit more comfortable or a bit more um, able to talk to them about certain things because, you know, even in my, even in my situation, um, the first person I came out to was my homegirl Trina. And, you know, we kind of, <laughs> we had confession night in college and um, yeah, that was, that was another story for another day, but very memorable night. <laughs> The parts I can't remember, but, um, but yeah, so the friend from high school was like, you know, a bit more like, well, yeah, I kind of always knew or like kind of always thought about it or she had like the, almost a similar reaction, I would say to like what my friend Trina had and, you know, kind of the conversations that we had already had or like things that it just wasn't as shocking, (laughs) I think, um, to uh Colton's homegirl from from high school then he goes to tell his brother and his brother's a straight man um he's married uh I believe he has some kids I'm not sure but you know Colton comes out to him and the brother's response was well have you downloaded Grinder yet and one I'm like how does this man know about Grinder first of all the straight man and then secondly, like, that's your first question 
to him? Like, that's your first reaction to him? Like, you don't have nothing else to say, but did you download Grindr yet? And, yeah, it just seemed a bit odd to me. Like, that, you know, wasn't your first time hearing that. And then, you know, the lead up to the end of the first um, episode was that he was going to tell his dad that he was gay. So he they go fishing, um, which I guess is one of their, what they do in Colorado. Um, so he goes to take his dad fishing and comes out to his dad by the lake or by the creek. And then his dad is just like, well, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> and like, they have like kind of this surface level, base level conversation. Um, and I get the sense that the dad just didn't want to talk about that, like on camera. Like, I don't know, like how they prepared, you know, the family to, for the show. Like, you know, I know he's from the bachelor and he had been doing reality TV for, you know, a while. And then, um, you know, they had the hometown dates on there. So, you know, I guess they have some kind of familiar familiarity with like the cameras being around, but I don't know, like the production, they usually kind of pull them aside and say, okay, we're going to talk about this today. Or, you know, I don't think they would have completely blindsided them. So I do think that on some level they knew that this is what this show is going to be about. So, you know, and that, if he hadn't told them already, like that alone would have kind of prepared them and, you know, kind of prepared their responses because none of their responses seemed like hot takes to me. Like it just didn't. So, you know, that was one thing. And then even the dad kind of came um, back later and did an interview with, um, I think us. it was Us Weekly, so take it with a grain of salt. But he said that... Um, you know, he, that was a conversation he didn't want to have on camera. And, you know, he understands like this is the life that Colton chose, not, you know, not the being gay, but being a reality star uh, was the life that that Colton chose. And, you know, so he was kind of just going along with it. So, again, it just didn't seem authentic um, to me. And then the dad coming out later, it just, I don't know, it just all rubbed me the wrong way. And then especially with um Colton in every scene was like well what does that mean you know when he's talking with Gus about like these gay terms and things well I've never heard that before what is that and I'm like girl you got the internet <laughs> like you know like what some of this stuff means and so it just rubbed me the wrong way and then you know given that his dad was like well you have this past as a reality star so it just seems like you're doing you know, all the stuff for the cameras, which, you know, it's not necessarily a good thing. It just comes off as inauthentic. And I think that's the theme of this episode. It's like, in all these situations, Jesse, Tristan, Colton, they kind of want you to forget the past. And, you know, that's always hard to do. So, like, with Tristan's situation, he's cheated on Chloe you know, multiple times. And, you know, the old saying is, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. And I think people interpret that a couple of different ways. So the first one is that, you know, you've cheated before. So, you know, I know you're going to cheat again, or, you know, it's, it's going to be this like cyclical, uh, repetitious thing. But, um, I don't know. I think for me, it kind of means that 
you'll always be perceived as a cheater. Like you have the capacity to do it. So I wouldn't be surprised if you did it again. And like, so that's your, you know, perception. So, you know, and being transparent in my previous relationships, I was, I was cheated on. And so to me, it was like, well, now I know you have the capacity to do that. You know, so it's like more of the trust is broken by your actions. Cause I don't think, you know, being of a certain age and the older that we get, I think the physical component of the cheating is less important than like the, um, the mental and emotional stuff. Things happen, you know, go to Vegas for a bachelorette party, you know, <laughs> you might have a bolo situation down at Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, where you just kind of get a little drunk. You're not planning to do it, you know, and something kind of inappropriate happens, you know, and then, but if you watch um, Love and Marriage Huntsville, which I finished um, over the weekend, well, the reunion started um, on Saturday. So I watched that. And in that, one of the uh, the characters, they were married. Um, he and his wife, they're on the show. They were married. Um, he was actually having an affair. So it was like a five year long kind of thing. And the wife on the show, she found out. Um, and then like two years went by and I guess he had told her that, you know, he was giving up the other woman, but then he got her pregnant. The other woman, he got pregnant and then they had a baby. So it was more of like the, you told me this was ending. Um, but apparently you, you now have like this more deeper emotional uh connection to her so you know that's why she filed for divorce so i think when you know someone cheats it's like a breakdown in the trust and i think that's more of the the reason why people do break up after cheating but i think if you know it's a if you have the conversation you have the honesty you kind of work to rebuild the trust which is probably never going to be 100% back but you have to learn the lesson in that. And, you know, that's consequences, girl. Like, that's, that's what happens. And you're going to have to deal with it and work through it. And it's, gonna, it's always like a constant struggle. But if you never learn the lesson or never apply the lessons that you, you know, are supposed to learn through that, then I think that is another reason why, you know, people just call it quits. So, like, if they're repeatedly doing it in Tristan's case, you know, like, girl, always a cheater. And then with Jesse, okay, like you lied about all this shit, made these stories up, concocted all this, got everybody kind of <laughs> caught up in in this whole situation. You're calling it a hate crime and you're you know doing all this stuff and posting from your the hospital bed and you know, kind of all these things. Your credibility is gone. So, you know, you could be introducing the truth now, but at this point, nobody believes it. And nobody will believe it. So it's hard to forget, you know, that level of deception, you know, with everything. Because, like, nobody was asking you to make up, to do all this. Like, it, you didn't have to do all this. If you wanted to further your career, go, go take some acting classes, get you a mentor, you know, work a bit harder because you weren't in much before Empire and you ain't been in nothing since. So with Colton, even his own father is saying, you know, you have this past as a reality star. 
So everything you do is seeming to be only for attention and a storyline and for entertainment. So it's hard to have like real life moments, I think, with him. Um, and especially when he wants to have real life moments in front of the camera. It's like one thing if it's your own life, but then you're, now you're bringing in, you know, all these other people. And it is an awkward situation to put your family members in because, you know, say you are having this, you know, really life-changing conversation in front of your parents or <laughs> with your parents in front of the cameras. And his dad was probably on edge because what if he said the wrong thing? Or what if he, you know didn't give the the pc kind of response or answer or reaction you know how are people going to perceive him and how are people going to treat him you know going forward so it's like it's a tough situation to kind of put somebody in so fuck you colton for doing that to your family but like i said i didn't believe that was their first time hearing it anyway but y'all let me know what do you think is it easy to forget the past and start fresh and if someone you know has made a mistake in the past do you hold a grudge do you i say i hold i don't hold grudges i hold on to memories so i always remember how i felt in that situation or how you made me feel in that situation and you know then i proceed and respond accordingly so y'all let me know drop down in the comments and uh and we'll talk about it but now let's talk about my, I said what I said for this week and y'all know I hate social media, um, <laughs> but, you know, Instagram this week announced that they are installing a uh, take a break feature on Instagram. So you have to go to your settings to turn it on and it will give you an alert if you have been on the platform for you can set it for 10 minutes 20 minutes or 30 minutes um of time so you'll get an alert saying that hey you've been on instagram for this amount of time you should take a break and then it gives you the option to close the um the app or not <laughs> and then it kind of gives you some more things suggestions that you take a deep breath that you write something down listen to a song or make a to-do list and i'm like girl that's the dumbest shit i've ever heard in my life i understand that you know social media is trying to revamp their their image um recently they're owned by instagram is owned by facebook and you know well meta as they changed their name to recently there have been all those reports about how these companies know how bad social media is for people but they only hype up the bad stuff anyway, or they only promote, you know, the negative content anyway. And so, you know, I mean, nice try, but girl, no ma'am. It's like the screen time notice on, if you have an Apple product, it'll, you get a weekly alert, of like how much time you spent, um, your daily average on your, um, for the week. So it'll be like, your screen time was up by, you know, 20% this week. And it's like, girl, okay. <laughs> like, nobody's gonna pay attention to that shit. Like, it means nothing. So, again, I think that's what this take a break feature is gonna be something that people just exit out of immediately. Because first, you have to set it yourself. 
And it's like, nobody's going to set it themselves if it was already pre-installed and it just like completely shut down after like 10 minutes. I think that's more appropriate, but to allow people to, first you have to opt into it. And then secondly, you have to set it yourself. Then you have to, you know, wait for, it's just too much and nobody's going to use it. So y'all could have kept that do something better next time. And I said what I said. So now it's time for my tens, tens, tens across the board this week. I have two for this week. Um, first is going to Miss Belle Khalees Almanzar. Y'all know her as Cardi B and the Spicy Mommy Hot Tamale. Just got named as a Playboy's um, first creative director. I don't know what she's going to be creatively directing. Um, y'all know she was a former uh, stripper. But... Um, <laughs> Would she be dancing on stage? I don't know how she was a stripper because mama don't got the moves. But anyway, um, she's going to be taking on responsibilities as the founding member of Centerfold, which is a creator-led platform. I guess it's going to be probably like the uh, print or picture version of, of OnlyFans. You know, people are making tons of money on OnlyFans selling them titty pics and sticking things in their butt um, down to the OnlyFans, but it'd be paying the bills. So so we'll see what Cardi B do. I know she has the um <laughs> this show. I don't I don't I think it comes on Facebook watch or something. But it's Cardi B tries and she does like the different things. Oh my God. It is hilarious. She has the like most ridiculous personality. So check out like her she cooked Thanksgiving. <laughs> dinner and it was a mess but anyway tim's for you cardi b and we'll see what you do down at the playboy and my second tens this week is going to none other than my diva of choice mariah carey um her christmas song all i want for christmas is you became the first holiday song to reach diamond status that is 10 million verified sales here in the u.s um by the recording institute's um an academy <laughs> of america or something like that the riaa but you know diamond status is hard to get not everybody has that to their credit uh especially for a holiday song and it was also named as billboard's greatest holiday song of all time which is a major accomplishment um both of those are major accomplishments um for this song she just had her second holiday uh special on apple plus come out i haven't watched it yet kind of saving it for closer to the holiday but um check that out if you have not seen it uh as well so tens 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 for you mariah carey also she got her menu down at uh mcdonald's i don't eat mcdonald's but in case y'all do um you know they do the celebrity meals down at mcdonald's but Mariah got her a whole menu, so get on her level. Um, but yeah, yeah, check that out down at McDonald's as well. That about wraps up the show for this week. Um, it's coming out a little bit later than usual. Uh, had to make some last-minute edits uh, to the show. I did have some segments um, about uh, Nick Cannon because uh, he had a... a, a, a Crazy start to his week um, with some pictures leaking, but then 
uh, the very next day, he announced that his um, his youngest child, so his five month old son, passed away from brain cancer. So, out of you know respect for all of that situation and you know the kind of pain and difficulty uh, he's having right now, I took all of that out because I didn't want it to be in poor taste. Um, so yeah, I had to go back and re-edit some things. Um, so if the episode seems a bit a bit disjointed, apologies for that. Um, but just sending lots of um, thoughts and prayers uh, to Nick Cannon. So um, that about wraps up the show for this week, y'all. I will see you later. Bye. for joining me for another week i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you're listening to category is right now category is podcast is recorded in philadelphia the show is hosted edited mixed and produced by me maurice smith 